Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series for hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. Obviously, you guys have been listening. Uh, we just recently hit that 1,000 download threshold, which, you know, I know we post frequently, um, but still turning uh, turning, turning pebbles, turning gravel into boulders. That is what we are trying to do. Uh, of course, plenty of great content over on the Spotter Sand YouTube channel as well, which uh, we're trying to get to 500 subscribers over there by America's birthday on the 4th of July. So plenty of stuff over there. I am not alone tonight, though. Emily is with me. Emily, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Say hello. Hello, I am Emily. <laughs> I like how you're looking into a camera there, even though there's no camera. There's no camera, there's but no I camera still here. look at the camera. I will make eye contact. Make eye contact, the, the blank space on the wall where the camera usually is. Yes, that is where you're supposed to look. You know, we're very smart. Yes. Uh, so in, in this episode, I know we have an off weekend this weekend, which sucks, but uh, I think we're going to go ahead, do a little preview of Nashville tonight. There's going to be a full preview of Nashville out uh, next week. We're also going to do a very short recap of Sonoma, and it's going to be very short because we had a whole episode pertaining to um, Sonoma on Monday. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit of NASCAR schedule news and a little bit about NASCAR going up to northern France. They went to Le Mans this weekend, and we have some Jimmy Johnson news as well. Going to get Sonoma out of the way. If you missed it, Martin Truex absolutely curb-stomped the field. Kyle Busch had a shot, but nobody really had anything for MTJ. He gets his 33rd career win, his fourth win at Sonoma, and his second win on the season. Kyle Busch second, Joey Logano third, Chris Buescher fourth, Chase Elliott fifth. That is your top five. Kyle Larson, Emily's pick, only ended up in eighth. My pick, Tyler Reddick, had a uh, very imaginative, uh, imaginative uh, way, rather, to uh, to not bring out a caution and uh, then got penalized for it. He ends up in 33rd. And, Den- and Emily's favorite driver, Denny Hamlin, just crashed late. Was the only one that DNF'd. That is not a very good feeling. But Emily, uh, quick thoughts here of yours on the Toyota Save Mark 350. Martin Truex gets the win. Your pick didn't do great, and neither did your favorite driver, honestly, after stage one. Yeah, so not my best race as far as picks and um, fan favorites go, but overall it was a good race. It was almost green, which was really interesting to watch. Um, but it was some. there was some good competition there at the front for a while, so that was fun. Yeah, no stage cautions on road courses this year, and I, I like it. I mean, I like that it doesn't disrupt the flow of the race. It doesn't put you in a box where you have to either go for stage points, go for the win. It's a really tough spot uh, for these guys uh, to be put in. Some other notable finishers, Almondinger in sixth, McDowell in seventh. Uh, William Byron fell back to 14th. Uh, watching the playoff cut line, you have Bubba in 17th. Alex Bowman vaulted back in. He is plus three to the cut line in 15th. We're going to go over the standings a little bit later. Daniel Suarez uh, had some engine issues on lap one. Only could get back up to 22nd. Um, I guess, yeah, we're going to do the Nashville preview probably as our last thing here. Uh, schedule news, though. Now, the only big schedule news that we knew for 2024, really before yesterday, uh, was that Circuit of the Americas is coming back. You you have your obvious ones. You know, yes, they're going to run Daytona. They're going to run Talladega. I think Talladega is going to happen. You do That's think Talladega is going to happen? I, I hope so. You know, I think it would be a good move for NASCAR. I do, too. I think it's popular. You know, it's only been like the second uh, most watched. There's like a few people that like it. Yeah, it's only like the second most watched motorsport event so far this year in the United States. So <laughs> I think people like it. Um, Just a few. But the biggest news that we heard yesterday 
It's from an article from jsky.com. It's it's a silly site. It's literally called the Silly Season site, but they are a pretty reliable news source. It does not sound like the Bristol Dirt Race is going to be coming back. And it sounds like Bristol may be losing that date. Maybe. Again, nothing definitive. Nothing is concrete. But maybe losing that date to North Wilkesboro. Obviously, North Wilkesboro came back this year after 27 years of being dormant, hosting the All-Star Race, which was dominated by Kyle Larson. That was a 200-lap event. The previous points races at the track, when it was uh, in full action, were 400 laps. Um, but Emily, would you do you want the Bristol Dirt Race to stay? Do you want North Wilkesboro to come back? I mean, I, I'm fine with either one, but it'd be really cool to see history brought back to life. Yeah, I mean, I love I love it when things kind of change because the same old, same old does sometimes get old. That said, I am not a not a short track girl. I'm not really a dirt track girl either. Um, <laughs> That said, sometimes it creates some good racing, and I can handle it. So really, whatever they decide, I'm going to be happy with. Um, the other big news that I heard is that NASCAR might want to – so if the Chicago – again, we talked about this a few days ago uh, on the show. But the Chicago Street Race. Now, right now, NASCAR has a two-year deal, um, and – they have the option to extend their deal that currently runs through 2024 to 2025 or 2027. Now, I don't see this going on for more than two years. That's just the current state of Chicago and politics. I just I don't see it. One possible option, though, that I have heard if Chicago does get booted to the wayside, which I think for NASCAR, it's great if it succeeds. Racing product might not be great, but for the sports health, I think it is uh an advantage for the chicago street race uh to do well but one possibility is that nascar we go see our friends north of the border in canada go back to montreal go back to circuit gilles villeneuve i believe is how you pronounce it you know that would be very french canadians it would and the cup series has never gone there the the xfinity series went there they put on some pretty good shows Uh, the truck series went to canadian tire up in Canada, but it'd be the first time that NASCAR would ever have their Cup Series race in Canada. Uh, we've also heard, I mean, uh, Canada has been the um, much more touted of the two options, uh, but we've also heard that NASCAR might want to go to Mexico, to Mexico City. Now, you know, gotta gotta make sure Kyle Busch doesn't actually pack any more uh, handguns in his luggage and, you know, forget about them, but... Um, I'd be fine with either one of those, but I'd really, it'd be really neat to see NASCAR go back international. I wasn't alive when NASCAR went to Japan. I was very young when the Nationwide Series uh, went to Canada, and same for the Truck Series. So uh, it'd be really cool to see that. But I think one big thing that helps NASCAR with that decision of going uh, international, not overseas, but that's a possibility as well, maybe Germany, um, was Garage 56 and NASCAR going to Northern France, going to Le Mans this past weekend. I feel so, like, uppity when I say that, but I'm just mm-hmm. pronouncing it in the right French way it's supposed to be produced. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um, but, <laughs> you know, got to show my French heritage. We tease my dad all the time about, like, his 1% French heritage, and he yeah. just, he, he does not like it when we do that. Um, but NASCAR went to Le Mans this past weekend, did a show on that the other day, uh, but, but it was, you know, Jimmy Johnson was there to drive the car, Jensen Button there to drive the car, Jordan Taylor there to coach, Rick Hendrick himself was there in the paddock, not the garage, not the pit, the paddock, as it is uh, properly stated uh, over there in France. Um, 
but it was really cool. You know, they finished 39th, but they weren't officially scored, but out of 62 cars for a, um, how, how would I put this, um, for a car that I, you know, not even an official entry for a experiment, an experimental race car to go out there and do it. First time I've ever seen, uh, headlights on an Asperger stock car in live action, so that's really cool, and it broke a lot of barriers, introduced France uh, and a global audience for one of the most famous endurance races in the world to American stock car racing. And and while, you know, Le Mans is not a race anymore uh, that is broadcast, or at least has sections of it broadcast on national television, um, you know, it's really hard to watch it, unfortunately. Um, but I've seen, I don't know if you have, Emily, or your social medias are probably less targeted towards, you know, auto racing than mine are. Uh, but I've seen, smidge, yeah, I've seen a ton of posts though from NASCAR themselves, but also just Le Mans in general. It was a big deal for an a NASCAR stock car for an American stock car to be over there. I've heard some some NASCAR creators, you know, saying they were out this weekend and they had people, you know, family members, friends talk to them about it and saying, you know, it kind of made them feel a little more proud to be an American. They have an American stock car over there competing in France in in the biggest race in France. Um, and that's really neat, obviously, but I think what this also does, I think this wasn't only a test for NASCAR to see maybe the limits of the next-gen car itself. I mean, this car, this engine, this chassis ran like 28, 2,900 miles, um, and just an insane number, like five, five, what's that, five Coke 600 it's ran? It, it's just incredible how in, uh, you know, how durable cars are. Imagine that, durable cars for an endurance race. Um but what do you think the impact of this is? I mean, does does it help NASCAR obviously from popularity standpoint, and does it help them prepare to possibly go international and not just international to to another country, but maybe overseas? Well, sure, I definitely think it could prepare them for that. You do? Yeah. 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 Uh, what does this do uh, popularity wise? I mean, I know obviously France is probably not a country that has a ton of NASCAR. Well, uh, we have a lot of fan, uh, fans in France. Uh, I'm not sure how you found us, but yeah. Thank you. I'm not sure how to say uh, thank you in France. I almost said gracias. That's completely merci. wrong. Oh, yeah. Merci. Uh, my mom took French. I need to learn some French so I can converse better with our French audience. But um, what do you think this does for NASCAR's popularity? Not just in France, obviously, but but worldwide. I mean, 24 Hours of Le Mans is a big, big deal. Uh, what do you think it does? Well, anything that's different from the norm is going to get people that want to watch just so they can kind of see what happens. Um and while, you know, there's not a ton of drivers involved or anything like that, it definitely, you know, those people's fans are going to follow them there, you know, virtually, mm-hmm. and um, want to kind of know what happens. And that could create even more and more people looking for some changes that are similar. Yeah. Would you want to see, I mean, I doubt NASCAR goes back to Le Mans again. They've kind of used up their, their past for that, but I don't think they really need to. I think they've accomplished a lot of... Of, uh, of what they intended to, but would you want to see NASCAR go international? Would you want to see NASCAR go overseas? Uh, and I guess what are your top two, three destinations for that? Yeah, I mean, I think any kind of new tracks that they'd be at would be interesting to see whether that was here in the States or overseas somewhere. Um, to me, I'd love to, and I don't even know, I, I haven't done like z- zero research exactly on this, um, but like, are there some larger tracks up there? Are there some super speedways? Are most of them short tracks or what you know do they have any differences things that would Mm -hmm. add some interest to just um versus just one track overseas so yeah i will tell you you're not gonna like this there's a lot of road courses overseas a lot of endurance racing a lot of sports car racing Uh is popular over there stock car racing is an inherently 
American thing, but there are certainly some ovals over there. I believe uh, when NASCAR was in Japan, and I may be wrong, but I believe when NASCAR was in Japan in, what was that, 1997, 1998, for those exhibi uh, exhibition races over in, was it Suzuki, Tokyo? I can't remember, somewhere out in Japan um, where they were, but uh, I, I think that was an oval. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that was way before my time, but... Um, yeah, that you know, I'd, I'd love to see him go to more some some more road courses. Obviously, you know, it'd be really cool to to introduce a, a whole new group of fans to NASCAR stock car racing at a short track in you know the Japanese countryside or Germany or Italy or, or somewhere like that. Uh, I I think it's more realistic for NASCAR to go to either our northern or southern friends in either Canada or Mexico. Obviously, the tracks are readily available. NASCAR has a relationship with those. I mean, granted. I don't think the bridges are burned per se, but you know mm -hmm. the uh, the telephone lines are slightly frayed. I mean, it's been a while since they've been to either Canada or Mexico, so I think you'd you know have to work back those relationships. But I think those you know very likely for next year, one of those I think, you know, NASCAR's not going to release this 2024 schedule uh, until probably late September, which is relatively late. Normally, we know the schedule in July. Last year, I believe it was the third week of August. Um, but, you know, a, a, a late schedule, unless you clearly know the sanctioning body has a lot of issues, and I don't think we know that about NASCAR, is usually a good thing. It means the sanctioning body, the executives, the suits, as I like to call them, uh, have been having good conversations, have been having meaningful conversations, and I think that, that spells good things uh, for the sport. Moving on to the point standings, going into Nashville, going to the Music City. Wait, wait is that that's Nashville? Nashville's Music City, right? Am I right on that, think, or am I wrong? I think you're right. I would like to say you're right. I, I hope I'm right. I really do. If not, uh, make fun of us in the comments. Home of country music. Um, I, I, I hope I get to go to Nashville one day. It'd be really fun. Obviously, I know Broadway's a big deal there. I'd love to try out Eric Church's new restaurant. I think it's a fried chicken place. and I love fried chicken. I love Eric Church. You know, mush the two together. Win-win. And, win. and I also like uh, hot chicken, like spicy chicken. So, Nashville you know, hot Nashville chicken. hot chicken. Could could be could be a party, uh, could be a party on the toilet, but it is you know, a party on the toilet. It's better than no party at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but Martin Truex is now the regular season points leader. He's having a party, probably not on the toilet, but who knows what wine does to the to the human body. Uh, William Byron is second in the regular season, minus thirteen. The thing that those two both have in common, uh, Martin Truex and William Byron have both won races this year, as have Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell. Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Ricky Stenhouse, and that is it. Ten winners through 15 races. Three or four drivers, rather, have won multiples. Truex and Larson, each with two wins. Byron and Kyle Busch, each with three. First man in on points. Ross Chastain, plus 173. Kevin Harvick, plus 172. Chris Buescher, plus 102. Brad Kozlowski, plus 96. Bubba Wallace, plus 26. Last man in, Alex Bowman. Plus three, and Emily, if you will, starting with Daniel Suarez, reading over in that right-hand column, how many points these guys are out of the playoffs? Daniel Suarez is out three. Ty Gibbs, 11. Michael McDowell, 14. A.J. Allmendinger, 33. Austin Sendrick, 39. Corey LaJoy is out 40 points, followed by Justin Haley, down 47. Todd Gilliland. There you go. Down 52. Ryan Priest on 62. Eric Amarola, 71. Chase Elliott, 84. Austin Dillon, 108, Harrison Burton, 112, and Eric Jones, 141. Chase Briscoe down 148, Ty Dillon, minus 185. I did, he, needs, he, does, he needs a hug. He, he, he needs, needs a hug. Both something. Dillon bros need a hug, honestly. Their seasons have just been terrible. 
Um, I think if you're below Austin Cindric right now, if you are more than 40 points out, I think you're probably creeping into that must-win territory. Now, you can still point your way in. Um, it's going to be very difficult, though. Um, yeah, anywhere, anyone else think you're going to have to win your way in. Um, is there anybody around that cut line? So let's see the first four guys around there. So Bubba, Bowman, Suarez, Gibbs. Who do you think is the most likely to point their way in and get in? Who do you think is the most likely to be left out? After Probably Suarez. You know, he had a really good start at the beginning of the season. Well, good in compared to where he's at <laughs> right now. Um, and so I could I could see that happening for him. Yeah. Anybody you think... Oh, wait. Was that your one to get in? Yeah. Okay. Who, who would be one of those four that you think could be out? <sighs> you may not like choice. it. You may not like it. I... Mm, I'm not sure Bowman can pull it off this year. <sighs> Sad. I know. Sad. He... He's he's raging. He's got some he challenges. Yeah, I know he missed races. I am a little nervous now, though. It's been three races, I, I think. So, wait, hang on. Charlotte. Okay, yeah, been three races since he's come back. Note that then Chase Elliott by then did have one, and you know I know Bowman is not as good as Chase Elliott in my opinion, um, but I am a little worried now. You know, can we you know pick up the pace? Nashville is sponsored by his sponsor, so. Maybe that'll get him going. He's three in right now. Personally, I'm like, I think he makes it in. I think Suarez is out, but, you know, I'm slightly biased there. Um, I think Bubba <laughs> can make it in. Ledge. Yeah, I think I think Bubba can make it in, though. Um, you know, some road courses coming up, which makes me sad for him, but uh, we'll see. Moving on to Nashville, and we're going to do something a little different at the start of the show. We usually do it at the beginning, but I forgot. Um, actually, let's look at the owner points first. Uh, only matters for the 9 and the 48. Nine still in 15th, 48 still in 16th. Gosh, those don't move like at all. Manufacturer-wise, the Bowtie Brigade still on top by 39 over Toyota, 56 over Ford. Ford 17 back at Toyota. Chevy 9 wins, Toyota 5, and Ford with 2. Time to preview Nashville. Um, guess we don't need the schedule yet. Uh, the race is next week, unfortunately not this weekend because, of course, it's not off weekend for these teams to prepare for Nashville. Uh, Chase Elliott won there in 2022. Kyle Larson won the first cup race at Nashville Super Speedway in 2021. So, so far, Hendrick, two for two. Um, Emily, who is, don't give me your win and pull pick yet, but who are three guys that you really have your eye on you think could be really fast next Sunday night in Nashville, Tennessee? Hooey. Okay, let's go Elliott. Let's go Logano. Mm, Bush. Going Kyle Bush. Mm. You're not going Kurt. You're going Kyle. Um, <laughs> Listen, that's made it a little bit easier with Kurt. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I can say Bush now. I don't have to specify don't like have which to... which Bush brother it is. That is a uh, very very handy. It's kind of handy. It is. Uh, my top three, and I, it's interesting you included Elliot because I kind of agree. I, I'm not going to pick him to win this race, even though he's the defending winner. Um, uh, just because I I just don't see the speed in that car right now. But I'm going to put him on my top three list as well. I'm also going to put William Byron there, and I'm also going to put Martin Truex there. I, you know, I said this Monday night, but I feel like in NASCAR we have a tendency to just overhype somebody after they get one win, say they're going to go on a tear. They rarely do. Um, but Martin Truex has been on a roll recently, and I think he's back in championship form. But now, Emily, you can go ahead and give me your pole pick. Give me your win pick for the Ally 400. We're going to go Elliott for the pole, 
Bush for the win. Really? You're, yeah. I can't. You're finally to the point. You're picking gonna, Kyle Bush for no, the win. No, I'm going to, like, psych him out here because, oh, no. like, oh, you dear. know, when I pick Cover Larson, eyes, he Kyle. never wins. So. Oh, so, you're, like, reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. Okay. Give him that a try. I gotcha. Okay. Hey, I mean, he's been on a tear, though, recently, just, you know, to back up your pick and act like you're a really good analyst. Also, yeah, we could just say I'm yeah. just that good at hey, picking Four people. straight top sevens, three wins this year, tied for most in the series. So he's, he's looking good this year. Don't count him out. Can't count him out anywhere. <laughs> He did win the Xfinity race here in 2021. Uh, I can't pick Bell for the poll again. I do that every week. I'm going to go Ryan Blaney for the poll. I'm not sure why. I'm just going to. I'm going to pick William Byron to win this race. I know it's boring. I think he gets win number four. I think Hendrick Motorsports is going to be three for three here. Whatever they've figured out, the rest of the field just hasn't. And Byron here was fourth in 2021. Don't remember where he was last year. Um, I think Kyle Busch is going to be second. If I had to pick a top five, give me Byron Bush, Elliot Larson, Truex. That's a very boring, bland, gray top five. I know that's who I'm picking. So now I'm like, I just said we're going to do something different at the end of the show. Um, I actually forgot to do it at the start. Uh, but since there is no Friday preview episode this week, that'll be next week and probably not on Friday either. Um, life updates, humor, rhetorical question. What is that for you tonight? Um, oh gosh. I kind of caught you off guard. You totally caught me off guard. I forgot to do it, and I feel like it's a disservice if we don't. Listen, sometimes my, like, things I'm like, oh, let's talk about this, and I'm like, nobody ever that listens to a NASCAR podcast will care about this. I was going to ask, like, you know, how often do you get a pedicure? (laughs) But I realize that is not our audience. Probably not, but who knows? Maybe some of our friends are. Here's here's my thought. Here's my thought. I want people to, our audience, to think of some, help us come up with some ideas. We're working on a challenge right now. We haven't quite done it yet, but I'm looking at some pieces to it. I'm looking at some sticky notes right now. That's mm-hmm. your hint. Um, we want to break, like, a world record. Mm-hmm. What's a record you think we should try to break? Mm-hmm. So, we've come up with some ideas, right? Apologize, uh, apologies, rather, for any breaking audio there. Um were, were, were you finished with what you were saying? Yeah, pretty much. I was just saying I want our audience to tell us, you know, maybe some world records that they think we should try to break. Yeah, I think for... So, our, obviously nothing too hard because I'm not sure yeah. our skill level in any. Yeah, especially mine. Um, yeah, I think our French audience, you know, we're talking about Lamar and we also have a reasonably, you know, good French audience anyway. We're probably going to be like, how many croissants can you eat in 30 seconds? Oh, which, I can uh, eat probably three or four. You think three or four other records probably like... 28 like or something 37. ridiculous yeah, the, it's like those hot dog eaters yeah the, the world record that i thought about and that i think is i'm not going to say reasonably attainable because that, that's i'm setting myself up for failure but is the most sticky notes on your face in See, one I think minute that sounds so hard it does well because you have to have somebody there to pick them off but you know if one sticky note gets hung that's it because the record is 58 you have to have very good dexterity hand-eye coordination you have to be moving to get that that's the thing that worries me about it um, and we, we are going to try to break a world record. Uh, Emily also has a really fun swivel chair in her living room. I might try to make like an evil villain video with that or something. I'm not sure. I only have two days left here. Uh, and then we got a few days still with Emily. But um, we're also going to go to some dirt races, uh, most likely on Friday night. So uh, last time we went was, what, June of 2021, right? Yeah. So about two years. Mm-hmm. So uh, going to have better sound quality on the videos on the video this time. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, support your local short tracks, dirt tracks. Get out there, show them the support. Going to have plenty of great content on the Spotter Sand YouTube channel. I know it's an off weekend, 
we're going to have some mid-season stuff for trucks and Xfinity. Uh, next episode above, uh, below the L-line will probably be... I'll probably put the Nashville preview episode early next week, like Monday, Tuesday. And then the only episode the week after that will be the Chicago uh, show. So probably just one show a week for the next two weeks. Um, Spotter Stand YouTube channel is going to be a little... I'd probably a lot of premieres, but there's still going to be a lot of content coming out with it. Me and Emily still have five days together after this. Uh, so, yeah, world records, yep. dirt races, Things plenty of content. Coming. Things are coming. I also put out a, a little mini movie on Kyle Larson this afternoon. So uh, head over there to check out my uh, uh, Roland Emmerich uh, film. Skill. Well, it's not an end of the world movie. It's a, actually a relatively heartwarming-ish film, but, you know, not, yeah, forget it. Uh, Steven Spielberg, I get, I don't know. I, I should probably just stop comparing myself to directors because I'm not anywhere close to them, but go check that out. Anyway, pump up my ego. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. If you're on the Spotter Stand at YouTube channel, uh, head over to one of our the major podcast platforms. Search us up, rate us, follow us, review us. If you are listening on a major podcast platform, head over to the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter, Pashvia Stand. Um... And, yeah, check out all the NASCAR content there. So thank you for coming on the show again, Emily. Next episode, uh, I don't know when it'll be, but um, probably, yeah, probably Sunday or Monday or Tuesday to preview Nashville. And then we'll put out a Chicago Street Race preview episode after that. And then we should get back to our normal uh, scheduled programming. So thank you for listening, everybody. Like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, review, follow. Email us, below the line podcast at gmail.com. Press all the buttons, as Emily likes to say. We will see you later. Goodbye.